If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays. And before we get started into this episode, I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, we had some technical difficulties at the first part of the show. So you will hear random pauses of me trying to speak, but not actually hearing me speak. So if this episode is a little weird, I apologize. But we got those figured out throughout this episode. So by the end of it, we're off and running. But uh Thank you all for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, pretty good. Got to see you at the game for a little bit, even though our seats were not together. Good times. Pacers got a dub against all odds. All right. All right. Hey, thanks, Patty. It was a great weekend, uh, action-packed. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was I was staying busy, having a great time. Uh, made some money this weekend, and my teams respectively won. So, great weekend. Hoping to keep it rolling into the, the weekday. Today was uh, my company's uh, end of a quarter, um, fiscally, so it was kind of a shit show. So, uh, if I sound a little stressed or angry, I apologize, but uh, hoping hoping this podcast can uh, soothe my stress. Hey, I mean priorities. We see who we see who likes you better. We need to have like the ticker noise, like. Pat, if this whole accounting thing doesn't work out, you could probably be like a news reporter. That was fucking electric. I kind of think we have to start NCAA after the weekend.
uh, it actually gets one better. Seven out of the top ten teams all lost on that single day as well. Uh, I mean, a lot of people thought it was Gonzaga, and they lost to St. Mary's. I, I, I would just, I would just say the best part about college basketball is also the worst part about college basketball, and the fact that the regular season just doesn't really matter that much. And I love March Madness more than the next guy, um, so that's why I say the best is the worst. Anything can happen in the tournament, which I absolutely love. Um, but at the same time, I don't know shit about the college basketball regular season because it just does not matter as much as the tournament, and I think anyone can win it. I like Purdue a lot. Yeah. I think offensively, I think offensively, I think they're just so, any, anyone on the floor can beat you. I know Auburn has like the best player in the league and Kentucky's physical, but I think offensively, any, any starter on Purdue, Travion Williams comes off the bench. I'm really liking Purdue. I may put a future on Purdue. It's kind of an emotional hedge, but the Purdue team's a lot of fun to watch. And I think they're honestly a tournament team. My only issue with Purdue is their best player has no interest in playing defense. Like, if you watch him away from the ball, the dude's completely unengaged. Like, hands down, you know, look, maybe looking in the crowd, being like, hey, what's up, guys? But. You know, Purdue, they'll play lockdown defense, the possession, Jay and I would be off ball, and it's a bad cut. Easy. Like, it's tough. And it's bad because Purdue's kind of known for their defense recently. I love that shit. Patty, I don't, I don't know if it's, it's technical difficulties on my end. I don't know if you can turn up your volume. I'm having trouble hearing you. I don't know if that's the case for Tyler at all, but it could just be a me issue. But I don't know if you can turn up your volume at all. I'm not sure. Well, well, I can hear him, but Pat and I both have all big like air traffic control sets, so that's why we can probably hear each other. It's pretty noise canceling. You're on. You're out on the road. You got the road noise to deal with. Yeah, I, we're we're good. It's just it's softer than it normally is. So I don't know if it, you can change that or not. Just keep it rolling. Just speak loud and clear, but you got it.
in the meantime, I will share a. Uh, I was just informed by a guy, Jake, apparently on FanDuel right now. Sabonis, you'd get a triple double is plus sixty, but ten assists for Sabonis is plus eight hundred. So that's kind of funny. Wait, hold on. Say that again. Sabonis to get a triple double is plus seven fifty, but Sabonis just ten assists is plus eight hundred. Yeah, see, that's that's the kind of thing you need to be like paying funny. attention to because, you know, you just never know. Like, people will automatically look at the triple doubles, but they don't look at like the individual stats. And I know a lot of times, if you were to bet like ten points, ten rebounds, and ten assists instead of the triple double, you actually end up with better, a lot better odds. value. Yeah. Why that's a thing, I don't know, but that's just something you need to keep an eye out. So good, good on our guy Jake there. Um, the first half of this episode on the podcast, you might not actually hear me. So uh, that's that's why you always need to uh, pay attention to these things beforehand. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'll tell you what team I don't like in college basketball this year is Villanova. They're not even in the top ten, are they? I don't think so. Odds-wise, they're plus 2,400 to win the whole thing. So... They're definitely ranked. I don't know where they're ranked, but uh, I saw them struggle to beat a Georgetown press defense in a game, and I just said, you know, a good defensive team will just eat up uh, Villanova, and you can't have that in a tournament. I mean, you you could go up against Georgetown press week. I I don't not this has been a rough technical episode. Yeah. Uh, I think he asked if the Georgetown press was weak. I, I wouldn't say it's weak, but still, you should be able to be any kind of zone if you're any kind of a team. Or not zone, but a press. Um, like, you have to be able to break a press. It doesn't matter. I mean, it was a it was a basic press that you've seen, you know, like the 1-2-1-1, the one, 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 where basically if the ball goes into the corner, you have two guys I'm that in, are trapping them. I'm impressed, baby. You, you you gotta you gotta beat the press and Villanova if if some mid major team who plays good defense unknown comes in drops a press on them you know put them on upset alert I'm I'm calling it right now. All right. A little side tangent. Um, my coworker Doug he was on FanDuel but he wanted to join DraftKings so I gave him a link. We both get a one hundred dollar free bet and uh, he was really liking. Villanova against Providence tomorrow. Villanova is at home, and they beat Providence at Providence earlier in the season by five. So I'm curious to see what that line's going to be. But we may both ride Villanova. So I do not like you saying that you're not a fan of Nova right now. I'm not saying well, that's that to win. Yeah, the tourney. I'm not saying that Villanova Providence. can't beat like Providence or beat an in-conference team. But Georgetown this year is not good, and they ended up beating Villanova because Villanova could not break a press. Um, all right, so moving on in college basketball. So IU wins in Minnesota. That's big for all of us. You know, all of us IU fans, it's big news. Um, this morning on ESPN, they said IU is the la- in the last four in. So, you know, they're, they're in there. But uh, I'm thinking if they beat Rutgers and win a game or two in tourney, they have to be in, right? They beat Rutgers, they're in. 
Yeah. I mean, they've got, a, they they've got a couple good wins. Even if they lose in the Big Ten tournament, they're in. If they beat Rutgers. I'll know about first round. You might need to go second. If it ended right now, I think we'd have Iowa in the first round, and Iowa's a ranked team. Yeah, well, um, fair. I guess it depends if, on the if, level of the if we finish the opponent that we if we finish five hundred in the I'm sorry Pat I really can't hear you I'm probably interrupting you this whole time if we finish if we finish five hundred in the Big Ten with nineteen wins overall I think you're in and some of the wins we've had uh, I think I think we are in the tournament if we beat Rutgers now if we don't beat Rutgers and presuming assuming we get stomped by Purdue and West Lafayette then I think you got to win one or two in the tournament. But if we beat Rutgers, I think we've sealed our fate. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, moving on, where do we want to go next? We want to go NHL, NBA, PGA, or MLB? Go, in, go NHL because you know more about it than anyone else. All right, baby. I wanted to talk about this an episode ago. I totally forgot about it on Friday's episode. But the Montreal Canadiens are hot right now, so hot. They were one of my favorite teams to bet on in the NHL playoffs last season. Uh, they got hot about this time last year. But they have won five straight games after starting this season 8-33-7. That means that basically over the past week or two, they've almost had as many wins as they have all season up to this point. Now, what is the reason behind this? I had to ask myself. I said, what changed? What is going on here? What is making the Canadians a team that is worthwhile to bet on? It is Martin St. Louis. He took over the coaching job a few weeks ago, and even in the games they lost, the team just looked different. A lot of times when you see a team, you can tell a world of difference between one game or the next, especially if there's a coaching change. And so they look interested. They are buzzing. And if they could ever get our boy Carey Price back, this team could be contenders in the near future. But shout out the Montreal Canadiens. I, I couldn't hear what you said the record was, but they were like the worst team in hockey. Is it too little too late for this season? Are you saying just capitalize on the betting value? Correct. There, There is no way that they will make the playoffs. But... I the past five games that I've bet on them, I've gotten them at close like plus one seventy value every single game. I mean that is value you cannot pass up. Is this is this uh, do they play tonight? Asking for a friend? They do not, unfortunately. I don't. I think the next time they play, I think is Wednesday. Unfortunately. I'm gonna peep that value hard. I feel like at a certain point that value has to change, right? I mean, I did it with the Reds uh, when they got hot back in the summer. Um, maybe, maybe the Canadians, maybe they won't give them any respect. Maybe it's a fluke, but I, I don't know. I like the whole coach. I like the whole coach story, Pat. That was, that, that's a, that's a good take. So I, I misspoke. They actually do play tomorrow, but, uh, according to ESPN, the value for the Winnipeg Jets who they're playing is minus two thirty, which means the value on the Canadians has got to be like plus one eighty. Oh, hell yeah. So, is Carey Price in net, or is he still out? He has not played yet this season, and that's why I'm saying if Carey Price were ever to come back and play like he did in last year's playoffs, this team could be scary good. Isn't he out for, like, mental reasons, though? It's not an injury. It's, like, mental health or something. Correct. 
So who knows so if I'm, he'll ever I, play again? I mean, I was gonna say I imagine him coming back halfway through a season that's already lost. I don't I don't see that happening. But hey, I like your optimism, and I know you're a huge Carey Price guy. Oh yeah, huge Carey Price guy. Me too. Tyler too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, new favorite hockey player. Definitely. <laughs> Um, all right, so that leaves NBA, PGA, and MLB. Do we want to just knock out the MLB real quick? There's not a whole lot to throw in it, but it's kind of like the probably the most boring one to talk about, and so it's what's there. Is there yeah. anything to talk about? Like, the, on the, strike, right? The, the deadline was today. It looks like that is going to pass which means they're talking about canceling regular season baseball games. I think the first step is like the like a week, basically. So if they don't get anything passed today, then they'll take out a week of baseball games, and it'll obviously just keep going until the point to where, you know, who knows how many games we'll get. I mean, we all we all can admit the baseball season is too long, so it's not absolutely terrible that they're losing games, but. Uh, I, I am worried how far this will go. I mean, at what point? My question, my question to you is: I don't, I don't understand why the deadline has to be made today for games to start on time. Isn't opening day like late March? Why, why does the deal have to be done right now? Because you have to give the players some sort of warm up, right? Do you? I don't. I mean, like there has to be spring training. What if? No, we're not going to do spring training in June. Right. Like, that's just the stupidest shit I've ever heard. No offense. Pardon my language. I'm, I, I told you guys I was a little feisty today. But uh, I don't know. Is spring training, like, do owners just make more money? Is that why they want spring training? I don't I don't understand. Is spring training that important at this point? Um, I believe I actually heard the, the shortened season where they didn't have the full spring training. Uh, injuries were up compared to normal that year, so that's probably part of the reason why they did this. And, and it may, I think it could be, I think Tyler's right, I think it's more of a player's thing than an owner's thing at this point. The owners aren't making money on spring training or anything like that, but the players like the spring training so they can get, you know, used to baseball speed again, and, you know, they, probably haven't, they probably haven't done anything. I mean, I'm sure some of them have been like, throwing it or, you know, hitting BP or whatever, but that's nothing compared to game speed, right? I mean, I don't know that teams could get up to game speed, like, just right off the bat. Well, you probably have to – I didn't play baseball. You guys did, so you probably know, but, like, you probably need to build some sort of chemistry with your fielding, you know. Fielders just on defense know where they're at, get a feel for that. Just yeah. outside looking in, guessing there. You need practice, you need to – figure things out for some, I mean, but I, I hope it gets figured out soon. I mean, can't we just meet in the middle and call it a day? I mean, the owners, do they really need all that extra money? The players have been getting screwed for years. Give the players what they want. Give up a little bit here and there. Let's let's have a baseball season. All right. That leaves two. NBA. PGA. Diz, Tyler, any any preference? 
Uh, let's just go PGA because I, you, you and Tyler can knock out NBA. Okay. So in the PGA, the Honda Classic was this weekend. Of course, we bet on it. We missed every single bet we had. But uh, Sepp Straka outlasted Shane Lowry in the rain to win the Honda Classic this weekend. Um, he becomes the first Austrian winner in PGA Tour history. Um, he actually came into this week ranked 176th in the world. So a big, big upset, big win. Um, I, I'm curious to what his odds were at the beginning of the tourney, but I had Shane Lowry at plus 2,200, and so I am down bad based off of the PGA and based off of how things turned out this weekend. Diz, did you watch the end of this tournament? Yes, I did, and before we talk about the end, uh, I want to talk about Daniel Berger because he had a, I believe, a five-stroke lead going into Sunday. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And we took him after Friday. He had a three-stroke lead. We got him at minus value, which I was skeptical on in a golf tournament, but uh, I rode with it. It was whatever. It honestly was a good bet. He started four, he started four over in his first six holes. And, you know, after an hour on Sunday, it's, you know, it's 3 p.m. And he's tied for the lead after having a five-stroke lead. So that, that one hurt to watch. Just from a, from, a, from a group best bet standpoint, that was tough. I wasn't watching it. Um, I actually was with you, Patty. Um, and we had no idea this was going on. Once I got back to my house, I put on the last, like, nine holes of the tournament or something and yeah. saw that Berger wasn't winning. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And then... You texted me that you had 22 to 1 on Shane Lowry. As um, soon as that happened, he just. Well, that's so he didn't he really erupt. Straka just kind of took off, and the last hole, it started pissing rain. Um, Straka, Straka was our. First, right? Yeah, Straka finished before him, which Straka did hit an immaculate shot in the pissing rain uh, onto the green on a par five. So he two putt birdied his way to victory. But Shane Lowry, I mean, it's pissing rain on his tee shot. It's pissing rain on his approach shot. He had to lay up, and then uh, he had to go up and down for birdie. His approach was like 30 feet away, and he just could not make the putt. So a little unfortunate there. I know that's how it goes. I, I'm, I'm happy they didn't suspend the play, but a little unfortunate for Shane Lowry and very down bad for you, Patty. Yeah, yeah. It was – I was not thrilled by it, but I, I – I know I can't really take partial blame about it, but I, I'm big on, like, you know, jinxing things. And I, I had texted Diz, like, Shane Lowry had the lead. I'm like, hey, I have him at 22 to 1 odds. Like, this is in the book. It's going to be a good day. And then I look back at, like, basically once Straka had finished, and I'm like, wait, what the hell? We're losing? Oh, it was, it was rough. I was down bad. Smushed yourself. Yeah. Yep. But uh, while we're while we're on PGA, did you guys hear anything about this Phil situation? I kind of heard about it, but I didn't know exactly what happened. I it, did he make comments about the Saudi Arabia League or something? So it, he like he backed a Saudi golf league. Um, basically, just a lot of tour players were complaining about the PGA Tour's treatment, and Phil kind of sought out. Um, and, and was one of the first people to endorse the Saudi golf league, which basically ensured like a flat rate and your pay wasn't based off your performance. 
and just like better treatment, smaller things that I don't know off the top of my head. But he, Phil was like the first one to support it. And then literally came out with a statement talking about how like the Saudi Arabia government like kills you if you're gay and is very like fraudulent. And it's just like, if they're not great people, and then he's like, but this is a great opportunity for golf. Like literally in his <laughs> statement, if you read his statement, it is, so, it's so laughable. And like, I've had up and downs with Phil. I think he's a douchebag. He took um, your money away from you because he uh, had insider trading. He took my money away from me when I was 12 years old. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, I, I'm, I've been anti Phil for a while and he lost his KPMG sponsorship. He lost his Amstel light sponsorship. Like Phil Mickelson legit might be canceled. Um, and not that I'm, not that I'm rooting for that. Um, I just think he's kind of a douchebag, and I encourage you all to read his statement. It's literally six paragraphs, and each six paragraphs goes in a different direction. Um, so look that up. Look up Phil's statement on the Saudi League, and uh, you're in for a treat. The uh, the best part about that actually was after he got called out for it, even though he was that detailed and told his response, said, well, I didn't really think about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That was the best part is that was his excuse. Like, bro, you typed out like a six paragraph uh, explanation on how it was bad, but you're it basically just broke down like, well, they're bad, but they're going to give me a lot of money. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of a dick move, but I understand, right? <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> nice callback, man. Thank uh, you. I have a flawless segue here, Pat. Speaking of people making mistakes, and we're getting ready to talk to the NBA, talk about NBA. Have you seen oh, the Aaron Fox NFT scam? I did hear about this. I didn't see it, but what he was he selling an NFT? Yeah, so he started a whole like NFT community that promised like you know access with him and everything. Like he was in the Discord server, he was in there talking about it, you know, to everyone you know was promised all this like you know set up infrastructure and then you know he made a had a 1.5 million in like buy-ins and he shut the whole project down like deleted everything the you know the discords cleared and everything like even the last thing people heard is like hey you know sorry i don't have the time for this i'm gonna have to you know shut down but i'm gonna be refunded or like giving out like signed jerseys and stuff and then like the next day the discord with all that was in was deleted oh man and because nft yeah no he kept the money because nfts are unregulated it doesn't count as a scam or anything like he just gets to keep that under 1.5 million yeah no exactly and i feel like that that'll happen too with like uh cryptocurrencies right like are cryptocurrencies regulated at all? I don't really know much, but I believe those are backed easier. But like stealing someone's crypto isn't a prosecutable crime because yeah. it's not regulated that way. But it's similar to that. But but yeah, I see what you're saying. Like total dick move. Like can't believe he did it. And well, they doubled down, made it even worse because after they did that, he funneled. So he had everyone pay in Ethereum crypto and then <laughs> and then he funneled it through like so many different things that it can't even be traced anymore where the money ended up going because it was like funneled and traded through that much so like they knew what they were doing it, it looks premeditated 
it, it's a bad look for him. Oh man, that's uh, that's rough. So basically, you're saying we need to fade De'Aaron Fox tonight. Uh, I mean, or do we bet he's on him? Because... 1.5 <laughs> million rich. He's been having a terrible season, so he might as well rip off some people. <laughs> Is he getting in any trouble for this? Is that no? I mean, you know, the court of public opinion. No, because it's not what. It's not regulated. They got a picture. (laughs) That's all an interview. They they got a little picture. Yeah. I hate to be this guy, but that sounds kind of smart by De'Aaron Fox. (laughs) I mean. He can't legally get in front of court of public opinion. Like, you know, everyone thinks he's a scumbag now. Would you take $1.5 million for everyone to know you're a scumbag? And I know that analogy isn't great because he already has millions of dollars, but would you take $1.5 million and everyone thinks you're a scumbag? I don't think it's enough. Yeah. To be, like, universally hated, I don't think that's enough. You're going to have to bump it up a little bit. I need Bezos money to be universally hated. (laughs) good point that's a good point is he universally hated or is this good is something that's going to blow over and he's going to be uh, it's a i mean i feel like a lot of people don't care about nfts and crypto we're just going to say like a lot of people that are skeptical of crypto are probably like kind of what you said like you know good for him you know he can't get in trouble like well I a lot of people I, think I, nfts I are dumb too but no not like that but you you know i don't I think a lot of people that think NFTs are scam to begin with are going to be like, you know, those people got they deserve, which isn't my opinion at all. Like, I don't. Ever yeah, I don't think that either. I don't think that either. But hey, yeah. maybe this will maybe this will lead to some regulation. Maybe this is a good thing. Not trying to defend him again. I think he's a scumbag. But, no, I mean, but that's the whole point of NFTs. It's not really. They're, in my opinion, a lot of people are moving them for money laundering and things like that. It's an unregulated system. That's this is what it was made to do. Is unreg, you know, kind of shady your side. And if banks fail, you can sell clip art pictures or something. I don't fully get it. Gotcha. gotcha. I think this is a uh, very informational podcast. I mean, we should be up for like all kinds of awards for this because we are just rolling on all cylinders and all aspects. And with that, Patty, let's roll us on into the NBA. All right, so let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyler, you called it after, for the first game. You were like, dude, the 76ers are the real deal. They're going to ball out, and they did. And they look like a different team with Harden. I mean, in, in the two games with Harden, their average margin of victory is 23 and a half. That is That's insane. Pretty good. Pretty good. And they all of a sudden, I think they, they're the team to beat in the East and possibly the league. I mean, I, I can't think of a team in the East, if, if they're playing the way they are, that can – I mean, I think the Bulls or the Heat could give them, like, a series. But I, I think the Sixers end up winning those series. I mean, I, I think the, the Sixers have to be the favorite to win the East and then also, you know, make it to the championship, I would think. You don't think the Bucks can do anything? Seven game series, put up a couple games on them. No, absolutely. I, I, I like I said, there will be teams out there that'll give the Sixers a series, but I think the Sixers end up coming out on top. I don't think the Bucks this year have looked quite as good as they have in years past, or like last year. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think the Seventy Sixers are the team in the East to beat. 
perspective. Um, which leads us to the topic that we alluded to earlier. The Indianapolis Pacers beat the Boston Celtics by 21 points last night, Tyler. The disrespect the Pacers play for all of Indiana. They are not the Indianapolis Pacers. I was going to say, you, are you embarrassed? that Did you realize you fucked up when you said that? I did. I did. But uh, it happens. <laughs> I, out of respect that you kept going. <laughs> as, as a for all of us as a host of a podcast when you mess something up you just try to go through it motor through it and hope no one notices but you guys clearly were on the world's listening pat the world's listening our viewers expect better i know i know and i apologize uh i'll i'll, I'll do the full phil mickelson apology here shortly uh i want a notes app apology <laughs> tweeted out from the show account can't make any promises, but nonetheless, uh, shout out to you, Tyler, and shout out to Jake for uh, inviting me to the game. It was a hell of a time. Um, but my boy Wait. O'Shea, what? Go ahead. I invited you to the game, but you didn't sit together. I sat with. We you had guys. different. We had different. Le- we have four seats for different levels. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. I see. So, like Pat sat in. John's season ticket seats, and I got my boss's season ticket seats, so I was down, down at the down part. Tyler was basically gotcha. five rows from the floor, and I was at the bottom row of the balcony. Nice. But we were taking pictures of each other. It was a good time. It was. My, <laughs> my receding hairline was fully noticeable from where Pat was at. And I looked like a child next to Jake, according to... Uh, well, Jake's like 6'4", so yeah. I, I looked like I was his son. It was, it was beautiful. He did. But uh, my boy, O'Shea Brissett, Tyler. Oh, my gosh. Balled out. I mean, I knew it. I knew it as soon as I got there. I mean, O'Shea's my guy. He's my favorite Pacers player by far. I show up in the building... And he balls out. Showed up in the custom, custom Pacers jersey, just ready to play. That's right. That's right. And I think it is official, Tyler. My good luck of showing up to games for my teams is more dominant than your bad luck with your wearing of your clothes to games that you are going to or watching or betting on. I purposely wore Pacers gear to smush them last night. My cursed Pacers shirt. I did not wear a single Celtics item. And these Celtics got absolutely squashed. Got smacked around. I kept, like, waiting for the Celtics to make a run, to make it close, to make things happen. And it just never really happened. Well, you knew in the third quarter if the Pacers could hold that on, they had it. Because the Pacers... Normally played pretty well the first two quarters, and then third quarter just complete meltdown, and they held on. A little help from your guy Brissett there, just yeah, I actually, banging threes. I actually live bet the Celtics at the end of the third quarter because I thought the Celtics were going to come back and win, um, and it did not happen. Pat, if you could uh, put on that custom Pacers jersey and teleport to Orlando because I got some cheese on the Pacers tonight. I would love to, to be honest. I mean, the the Pacers. I mean, they looked like a different team last night. It was it was nice. It was fun. Um, 
But yeah, O'Shea Brissett. Let's put some respect on my man. All right. And actually, so he he led the he led the game in scoring last night. And I was telling Jake this on DraftKings, you can always bet who's going to be the highest scorer of a game. And usually the odds are ridiculous, right? Because it's hard to know like who's going to be the leading scorer for both teams and this that or the other. In a game that had Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald. I mean, any of those people. And O'Shea Brissett was the leading scorer last night. And getting him to hit five plus threes. They, they're not even offering O'Shea Brissett to hit five plus threes. I wonder what kind of odds we could have made on those bets last night. Pretty solid. It would, sure. it would have been... It would have been a good night. Um, do we start to factor in the value of back-to-backs more on our betting now since the Celtics looked very flat coming off of back-to-back? Well, so that- Is that something we might want to look into? I, that Was it also third game out of like five nights for them? I'm not, I'm not sure. I think that sounds right. I mean, it, it does. it does sound right. We'd have to look and check that. But like also tonight, I know the Pacers are playing – in Orlando after playing in Indy uh, last night. And uh, I know Brogdon's sitting out tonight. Uh, he played last night, but because it's a back-to-back and they're worried about Brogdon's health, he is sitting out tonight. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely something, that, especially at this point in the season, with, like, the whole traveling and just playing back-to-backs. I, th- I think it's definitely something we need to start looking at and possibly paying attention to. Are are you are you concerned at all about the Celtics after last night, or did the did the Pacers just shoot lights out and the Celtics had an off game and that's going to happen? I think you ever go in game planning O'Shea Brissett to just shoot seventy percent from three or whatever he was shooting for the majority <laughs> of the game. Like that's not who you focus on, right. not who you really build your game plan around. Well, and I think a lot of times, uh, at least last night, when O'Shea was getting these open looks, he had like Daniel Tice or Robert Williams on him. Those guys aren't exactly perimeter defenders. Well, no, that's uh, the Celtics switch almost every single screen. So, like, that kind of happens. And like I said, you know, they switched on them. I'm sure they did their scouting report and weren't super impressed by O'Shea Brissett's <laughs> former, you know, other career games and yeah. thought, hey, we can, you know, if there's one guy we can kind of cheat off of on a switch, it's probably this guy. He doesn't shoot that much. He doesn't, I mean, he really doesn't take that many shots in general. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this Pacers shot hit 17 of 33 from three, 51%. Celtics 20, or 29% from three, 12 of 43. I mean, it's just, you know, one team played better than the other. That's kind of all it was. Yeah. They looked flat coming off a of back-to-back. And and Tatum had foul trouble early on. I mean, by the time we had gotten into the game, we weren't hardly seeing him in the first quarter because he'd already gotten two fouls. He historically is not good against the Pacers, if you actually look that up. That, that, that's what Jake said. And then he said Jalen Brown, though, is always the uh, Pacer killer. Correct. So... There you go. All right, boys. Anything else around the leagues that we want to talk about before we uh, move on? Was that our final league? That was our final league, yes. I think uh, 
college basketball Thursday. I'm going to have a lot of uh, Big Ten updates because uh, this weekend will be the last college basketball weekend. So we'll kind of look at where the top teams are, where the bubble teams are. Kind of a consolidation of my previous two Big Ten topics, but we'll look at it with one or two games to go for these top tier and bubble teams. Little tease. All right. Me and Tyler will try to provide something, but I know it's a busy week at work, at least for me. So we'll see how much of the uh, information we actually have. I have a question about baseball for the baseball experts. Jake and I were having a little conversation earlier that brought this up. Lay, lay it on me, or us, I guess. All right, so if they're still on the lockout when I believe it's July 1st hits, does my guy Bobby Vanilla get paid? He does. Yes. He does still get paid. He yes. still gets paid? Yeah. Yes. So if there's the potential, he is the highest paid player this year. Bingo. That is a definite possibility. I don't good. think that's – I don't think that's accurate. There's other people on uh, similar contracts to his. Obviously not absurd as um, So, But I think – I think people are – I think there are some athletes on royalty-based contract. I think there are some MLB players on some royalty-based contracts like what Bobby Bonilla has. Um, there may be some more than $1.1 million, But I need to – I should – I'll look into that. That'll be my homework. I'll come back to you with that on Thursday. But I'd be absolutely juiced if Bobby Bonilla was the highest-paid player. I mean, that's why I had to come in and ask the hard questions for the baseball experts because I didn't know the answer at all. He still gets paid 100%. Oh, good for him. Contract of the millennium, bro. Cardinals legend? He is not a Cardinals legend, no. What do you mean? He played on the Cardinals. I don't think that's correct. I'm fact-checking you. (laughs) You're fact-checking yourself. Fact-checking you, because I'm pretty sure he... He played on, like, 50 teams. (laughs) He did play for for a lot of... Teams that is factual. In 2001, he was a St. Louis Cardinal. Another one for Tyler. And you were that was your team at the time you were born, Pat. I mean, Bobby Bonilla wasn't exactly the focal point of any teams that he was a part of. That's not true, bro. He used to be damn good. So I'm on his page here. Six-time All-Star. Yeah, he's World Series good. champion. Three-time Silver Slugger. Yeah, he was really good. I am just striking out left and right here. I just need to. Is I'm coming to you with baseball questions from now on. Hey, I'm really just a Bobby Bonilla expert because I did a project on him in my negotiations class senior year of college. So I really know more about Bobby Bonilla than anyone should. But if you if you have any questions about uh. Charles Ponzi or the fucking uh, what's the guy's name? I can't even think. Uh, Bernie Madoff. Team named after. Oh, so it is. Bernie Bernie Madoff. Uh, the Fred the the Mets owner Fred Wilpon was connected to the Bernie Madoff scheme, so he had to like give out this shit contract because he was low on cash because his boy just robbed millions from him. It's truly a fascinating story. I that was a story for another pod, but. Yeah, if you have any questions, Tyler, feel free. Let's do a Bobby Bonilla pod. If this... We already did. I was going to say, we did before <laughs> we you were a member did. of it. A full pod? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, because it was oh, on man. it was on Bobby Bonilla Day, and uh, I talked about the contract negotiation and how the Mets had like no power because the owner was broke. Actually, now you're mentioning this, I think this is where I'm even familiar with him from. Now that you're saying it, I do remember Diz's voice about that. There you go. Diz is educating people all the time. All right, that's all I have for tonight, guys. I don't know if you got anything else. No, it was, that was good for me. Diz, you good? I'm good. All right, let's move on to the Dumbest Dummy competition. This is the final episode, the final competition bets for February. It is coming down to the wire. I went one and eight on Friday. This is God damn it. Played right into Diz's hand. Um, no. What do you mean no? You're you. Literally... What was what was the one that hit for you? I shouldn't. I should be down. I should not be down four you. I should not be down only four units if. The one you hit wasn't like plus a thousand. It was plus three ninety. So you, how many units did you lose? Like six. Uh. So I lost eight, and then I hit for plus three ninety. So I lost about four units. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Is it still in good shape? Well, that's good, not good accurate. is not the right word. He's still down like four units, but uh, Diz did not bet uh, on Friday. For those that don't know, uh, and it helped me. It did. It did help. Fun me. That's fact. what I'm saying. I pl- I played right into his hand, uh, but for the competition, I am down four point four five units. Diz is down eight point two nine units. Now, Diz. So you're telling me there's a chance. Since you didn't bet on Friday, are you betting today, or are you doing the exact same thing that you did on Friday and not betting and let me bet myself into a loss? I'm betting. I'm okay. going to win this myself, regardless of what you do. Okay. Do you, would you like to uh, grace us with your uh, picks for tonight in the ultimate or the the final episode for February? I absolutely would. <laughs> I got Baylor to win and to score 70-plus points against Texas at plus 220. Now, I will say Texas is at home. Baylor is only favored by two points. But the last time Baylor and Texas played, I know Baylor was at home, and home field's a huge thing in college basketball. Baylor won by 17 points, and they scored 80. Baylor in five of their last six have scored 70-plus. So I'm loving that. That's at plus 220. Then I got Pacers money line against the Magic parlayed with Cavs money line at home against the Timberwolves. I got that at plus 410. And then I got two home dogs on the ice. Capitals money line against Toronto Maple Leafs. The Kings money line against the Bruins plus 336. See ya, Pat. See ya. See ya. See in March, pal. Wow. Okay. I like the confidence. Yeah. Uh, so I first of all, can I just say I loved in the notes how you put redacted on <laughs> your bed. I had so to make I... sure. I had to make sure. Because if you had ten bets, I a hundred percent would not have bet anything. That's right. I knew what you were planning, so I said, "All right, fine. I will hide my best bets so Diz cannot see them." And. 
I'll be honest. These these are you'll you'll see a theme with most of these picks. All right. The all first right. the first one, my boy O'Shea Brissett over thirteen and a half points at minus one oh six. I know Tyler, it's crazy, it's crazy, uh, but. Number one, he's coming off a 27-point performance last night. He's going to be feeling it. He's going to be putting up the shots. Now, Orlando allows the most points to power forwards this season. So out of all the teams, they give up the most points to power forwards on a game, on a per-game basis. They also allow the fourth most three-pointers to power forwards in, in the season as well. We saw last night, Tyler, O'Shea can hit from three. Absolutely. Just drained every shot he took, it seemed like. Yes. Um, now, obviously, O'Shea Brissett is hot, so I'm hoping that continues tonight down in Orlando. Now, ultimately, that might end up helping Diz out more than it helps me out if O'Shea Brissett goes off again. But I think, too, with Brogdon being out, there's more shots to be had. I like O'Shea Brissett tonight over 13.5 points. <laughs> Now, for my other bets here, I'm trying something new. Now, on gambling Twitter, they like to call this a ladder. So you start out with a pick, and then you just keep taking them all the way up to the max number of ones you can hit. So it's, I'm starting the ladder off with O'Shea Brissett, two plus three-pointers made at plus 108. Then I'm taking him to hit three plus three-pointers at plus 380, and then I'm taking him to hit four plus three-pointers at plus 1280. They did not offer O'Shea Brissett to hit five plus three pointers, or else I would have taken that as well. Pat, what's the what's the benefit of a ladder? Just like the someone... gambling, the gambling benefit of a ladder. So a lot. So if you so with the three pointers, right? A lot of people may take like, you know, O'Shea Brissett to hit two plus three pointers. That's great. It's at plus one weight. But then you're kicking yourself when he ends up hitting five because you didn't take the additional whatever. But if he only ends up hitting three instead of the four, I'm still making money instead of going for the, uh, you know, just the four plus that, that's a great value that I think he has the absolute possibility of hitting. So it's essentially a prop hedge. More or less, yeah. And okay. it, it's used quite often with threes because the threes, you get like the one, two, three, four, five. With points... You can... You can... Yeah. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't yeah. quite work out as well. Got you. So we're doing an O'Shea Brissett three-point ladder for tonight. Um, and then I'm taking the Pacers to win by 31-plus points tonight in Orlando at plus 5,000 odds. Um, the Magic Stink. This is my nightmare. The Magic Stink, there's no denying it. The Pacers beat the Celtics by 21-plus, or by 21 points last night. I, I don't. I have no doubt in my mind that the Celtics would beat the Magic by 31-plus points. So why can't the Pacers do it? I'm riding the hot hand tonight. I want the Pacers to win by 31-plus points tonight in Orlando. Um, this is my nightmare. Yep. And then another if, I, if I am watching, if, if all my bets are landing and the Pacers are up 30 at the end of the fourth, I'm going to scream. going to be glorious. And then the last one, this was a late ad. I didn't even have this one on my notes. But uh, our boy SGA, Shy Gilgis Alexander, to record a double-double tonight against the Kings. 
that is plus 230 value. The Kings don't play defense, and SGA is going to ball out tonight. So there you have it, fellas. There's my competition bets that will ride me into the sunset with another victorious month in the Dumbest Dummy competition. Is your SGA bet void because you still don't know how to pronounce his name? Absolutely not. That is not a prerequisite in making these bets. It never has been. Just uh, say SGA. And I by know. the way, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. You say Shy Gillis something every time. And a mispronunciation is a big part of the entertainment of this pod. Don't get me wrong. Keeps but, people coming uh, back. Just Carl call him SGA, Wentz. future reference. Carl Wentz, Jimmy Harden. I mean, what are we talking about here? Dewey Haskins. That's right. That's right. Keeps the people Dewey going. Washington Jr. <laughs> uh, all right. So there's the dumbest dummy competition bets. Uh, let's go to group best bets. We went one and two. Like we said, if Danny Berger would have came home for us, uh, we would have been in a better spot than we are. But uh, as a group, we are down 4.01 units, which means, Diz, if we can hit three bets at plus 150 value, we can still end up with a positive month. I hate that we keep ending up back in this situation, but uh, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So what 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 uh what what tickles your fancy? Let me look. I just pulled up home. Give me give me one sec. Do you have anything while I uh open the app? Well, you took both the Pacers and the Cavs, right? Yeah. Like they got to be plus 150s. Not necessarily. We just have to get 4.01. So um you know, plus the Pacers right now are plus 122 on the money line. So that's 1.22 units. So full send that. Full send that. Full send that. Because we both bet on that. Correct. So that will leave us with 2.79 that we need to make up. So basically uh, close to plus 150 odds that we need. Tyler, anything striking your fancy? Uh, these trades make it kind of hard to see some of this because, like, I mean, like Buddy Heald on the Pacers averages 36 points in away games because he's played one game. Right, yeah, yeah. For so sure. it's kind of getting hard for that, but, I mean, let's see. I'm not seeing too much. Let me see what's – got anything good on the college basketball slate tonight? Northwestern at Iowa. That's tough. Yeah. Pat, what about what? What about you pick one of my favorite home dogs in hockey tonight? They're not big enough home dogs. What do you mean? We have so with the Pacers pick, we are we need to get to. 2.79 2.79 units on our last two picks to get to uh, even for the month. Oh. And so if we use yours, then we it's unreachable. So it almost has to be an NBA at this point. Yeah. It's almost ha- like value-wise, it has to be like the Bulls. 
The Bulls are plus 152. Bulls and the Cavs. Who are the Cavs home dogs? Yeah, that's why I took them. I kind of like that. Can we do that, Patty? Okay. We're stretching the rules a little bit. Uh, the plus 152 is a little bit outside our range, but it wasn't. it's not like a hard, fast set range, so we will allow it. I, I will make the decision that we will allow it because I can do that because I, I'm the host of this podcast. So we're going to do Pacers money line. Plus 122, Cavaliers home money line, plus 136, and Bulls money line, plus 152 versus the Miami Heat. So if we go 3 and 0, we are positive units. Correct. Do I make a parlay of all those three happening? I mean, I'm I'm doing it. Parlays, we know you're doing it. I mean, what are we talking about? $1 to win 1220, Pat. Am I riding that with you? Let's do it, bro. We'll send, baby. Tyler would do it if All he these had. games is seven. Fuck yeah, Pacers and Cavs are both at seven, so those will be over before CP time. <laughs> sound like a child, but I love it. We're not. We're adults. That's we're very responsible adults. We have to get to bed at a decent time so we can succeed and be excellent in our day jobs. Yeah. Until we hit some bigger far legs here. That's right. Yeah. All right, boys. It's that time of the episode. The multi-sport Hail Mary parlay of the day. It is a 10-leg parlay. We got three in the NHL. We got seven in the NBA. Any guess as to the value on this one, boys? Is you you want to take a crack at it? I wasn't listening when you said how many legs there were. So Ten legs. First. Okay, I'll go first. I'm going to say uh, 1,200. Okay. Diz? Uh, 1,700. You both are a little high. It is $1 to win $678.18. If there were more NHL games tonight, we'd see some more juice on that, but uh, only three on the ice tonight. So we will start there. We got the Maple Leafs money line versus Capitals. I'm going up against Diz in that one. Uh, Canucks money line versus the Devils and the Kings money line versus the Bruins. And then in the NBA, I got Timberwolves minus three and a half versus the Cavs. I know we just bet the Cavs money line, but I do think the Timberwolves will win that one. Pacers money line versus the Magic. Bulls plus four versus the Heat. Nets plus four versus the Raptors. Hornets plus ten and a half versus the Bucks. Grizzlies minus eight and a half versus Spurs. And Thunder plus five versus the Kings. Seems seems pretty reasonable this time. <laughs> I, I like that. I like I like it. That's an outlandish. It, it passes Tyler's uh, gut check, so that's it's always a good sign. You boys might want to ride with me this time, all you listeners out there. This is the one. Ten thousand four hundred and thirty-two current YouTube viewers. Yes, all ten thousand. Yeah. All right, boys. Anything we need to you need to get off your chest before we call it a day? I got nothing. That's fine. It was a it was a long um, episode. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Pacers. Let's go Bulls, baby. I just like to what say I'm glad Pat got a picture with the indie sign. 
Classic. It, it was all thanks to you. I was hot. God damn it. <laughs> oh gosh, we'll send it God to you, Dave. Basically, hard cut. Hard cut the pod. Hard no, no, no. Cut hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. It was. It was a little bit of trickery on my end. I'll. I'll be honest. <laughs> So we were waiting for the tickets to show up. I showed up at the lobby. I'm waiting there. They had to go back to the car to get them. So Tyler so kindly showed up, and I told him, hey, I'm standing next to the Indy sign. Like, it's happening. I'm just standing there. It's an easy, easily findable thing to stand next it's to. biggest landmark in the lobby. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, just whatever. I'm going to stand Like, there. sit on the end. No. You had to stand in the spot that made you look like a tourist. No, I told him to. I was like, Patty, get get over there. We gotta get one for you. And so oh, then I good. snapped the picture, and then of course I, I captioned it. Pat made me take this yeah. <laughs> and send it to other group chats. To can I see this picture? Can oh, you yeah. send it to me while uh, we're live yeah. on air? Absolutely, I, I got you. Send this right now, and then it'll end with me roasting Pat. Bring it. Bring bring the hatred. Just just sent it. I mean, you're gonna love the pose and the smile and everything, dudes. <laughs> bring it on! Come on! Oh, even if you're on YouTube, you can see it there. I mean, it's just it's a little blur. It's a good. <laughs> Diz, make make that picture your uh, your avatar for the next podcast. Absolutely not. <laughs> I did set it up, so this was not Pat's idea, but I did caption it. What a loser! What a loser made me take this. God, in the custom Stimley number five Pacer jersey. I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for the laughs. Oh, that's the name of the pod. What a loser made me take this. That's fantastic. <laughs> Maybe oh, tweet shit. that one out for the uh, from the ca- account here. Oh, that's Patty, this idea. might, Patty, this might be my new phone lock screen. No lies. Hey, that's fine. That is fine. I mean, we're we're here for a good time. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram to see that photo that will be coming out to the account here shortly uh, at SportsBetByDumb on Twitter and Instagram. Also, make sure you go to the YouTube. Type in Sports Betting by Dummies in the search. We're that first one on there. Look for the black and yellow logo. You cannot miss it. We're trying to get our subscribers' numbers up. Um, but uh, thank you all for listening. Hopefully you have a nice, profitable start to your week. And we will see you all on Thursday.